You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello, and welcome back. Holy shit. Oh my god. To the Area 52 <laughs> podcast. It's been, all right, hold on. So Car- excited. Carry, everybody. Carry the one. I mean, I honestly, you. when was the last time we were here? Three I mean, weeks? If we can put an S on the back of it. It's been it's been three weeks. I want to yeah. say it's been at least that long. Yeah, because we did Sorry. one in December, right? Yeah. And it was at the beginning of December. Oh, my gosh. It but was yeah, like it's... the middle of December. I think well, it was. It might have been look. a month. Let's not admit <gasps> yeah. Okay, let's not admit Okay, look. It was we last missed, year. We you guys. It was last year. <laughs> it has. Look, we had a, I mean, the holidays were super busy. busy. Um, and, and uh, you know, New Year's comes and goes. You have so many things that you kind of start getting ready to do or getting done, you know, around the house and stuff. And then just everybody was busy. And anyway, somehow it's. The middle of January, and here we are. <laughs> We're back. Yay. So, hey, guys. <laughs> we missed you guys. Um, we did. Yeah. How was, Melissa, how was your, how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? How oh, was everything? wonderful. Yeah? Yes. I haven't cleaned my house like I promised myself I was going to do <laughs> before New Year's. <laughs> That's kind of my first New Year's thing, resolution. First thing on the agenda for 2018. <laughs> Yeah, there's it was it was kind of one of those things where like you you we we realized as soon as Christmas was over that it was like, oh, well that's what's been preoccupying all our time for a mm-hmm. while. So now now let's well let, where can we look and and start doing stuff? And it just yeah. stuff stuff been getting done. <laughs> that's good though. Yeah, it feels good. And here we are. So welcome back. Um How was everybody else's Christmas? Yeah, how was your and Christmas? Stuff. And New Year's and, and, stuff. and whatever you celebrate. Yeah. All the good stuff. I hope you had a good one. Reasons um, to be off work. It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh Yeah, we've just been getting caught up in the uh in the playoffs. I don't know, Melissa, are you do you watch the football? No. You don't watch the football. <laughs> See, I only pretend to watch football if I'm dating a guy that likes football and then I'm like, "Yay, sports. Yay, team sport. <laughs> sports is good. Yay, sports ball." <laughs> I I can't I can't uh claim to you know be the guy that that watches every game every week all the time pay but um you know i have my favorites and when they make it to the that's exciting to the to the playoffs it's been it's been fun to root for the team uh my team the saints uh, to the playoffs for the first time in five years and oh you must be have been very sad tragically (laughs) i was actually very impressed by that other team i was watching that game even though i'm not a football fan you know, it well, was, you know, I love Prince. And so I, can't, oh, I can't even hate on the Vikings. It was it, such an amazing. It was play. a great play. It was a great play. And look, if you're a, if you're the Saints, don't put yourself in a position yeah. where you're that close. Play, exactly. You know, oh, those are my favorites sickening. about it all was, games. Was, though, a, when they're that close, it was it's, that, it's so intense. It was that what. If you'd yeah. scripted it, you would have gone, no, no, they don't catch the ball and run it back no at the last second. Get out of here. I mean, he was looking was... around like, where the f- no one's going to tackle me? Oh, it was. It was. I mean, it was a good day to be a Vikings fan. Yeah. But... So congratulations to Vikings. I think that the uh, the Vikings-Eagles game is going to be awesome. Yes. Um. So, I mean, but that's the thing is that we, you know, you get caught up in sports. You get caught up in the drama of sports. You get caught up in the. In the, you know, now it's almost like this, this, um, 
allegiance that that some people have to not only their teams but to players and to to the the dynasties that these these play these uh, I'm sorry excuse me these teams have become because of these players and it's just it's absolutely uh it's it's incredible how big sports have become and because of that just like when anything becomes big whether it's a government or um a, a giant assassination plot or something if we've discussed on the show before when it gets that big, there are conspiracies. When so much is at stake, there are... So much are con- money. Yeah. yeah. There's money. conspiracies. money in sports. That's power. really what... And, and that really is. when we, we, we want, And that's what we wanted to talk about today was, was things in sports, notorious moments in sports, controversies, conspiracy theories, things like that. And let's be fair. We could have a podcast dedicated and every episode could be a sports conspiracy. Totally. And if you're a fan of a team, anything can be a conspiracy. Yesterday, uh, Danny, your folks were over, and we were we had your folks over for for dinner, and I was watching the game with your dad, and and, all, and we just kept looking back and forth, going, "What? Oh, the refs not going to call that, oh, huh? Yeah. Because they're at home in Minnesota. Oh, they can't yeah. get a, co- you know, it's all a conspiracy. Why? Because we're rooting for the other team." If that had been our team, the ref, great call, ref. You know, it's all perspective. <laughs> Everything's a conspiracy if you're on the wrong side of it. However, there are moments in sports or, or incidences, matchups, whatever it is, when there's literally a conspiracy possibly at the heart of it. Some, some, Where, uh, I mean, at the very least, you look at this and go, guys, what, what is up? Something yeah. is weird with this. Yeah. Or, you know, or... Or there have been things that have been proven to have happened, and you go, okay, well then explain that. Mm-hmm. So, like, and one one thing that comes to mind, we were talking about this when you go, eh, explain that was uh, the uh, McGregor Mayweather matchup. Yes. Oh my God, those. Uh, to oh! me, uh, speaking uh, of money, I I just think like those are two guys who are very good at their craft. Yes. Conor McGregor is a hell of a promo guy. And I just think they had money signs, dollar signs in their eyes. And they're just like, look. Absolutely. I'm going to talk some trash to you. You talk some trash to me. We're going to sell some tickets. And, you know, just don't punch me too hard. I mean, like, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like wrestling. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Kind of, it was kind of fair. a, you know. A, and, and there's been, when it comes to boxing or fighting or any of that. That was the first thing I thought of when you say sports conspiracy is boxing taking a dive. Oh, my like, gosh. It's the oldest. <laughs> cliche yep. in the book yeah you're gonna take a dive in the fourth all right yep. all right mickey <laughs> right i mean it's it really... and i mean honestly like if you there was the one wasn't it uh i hope i'm not misspeaking but like ken shamrock didn't somebody think that like he came back and totally kind of jobbed to another guy kimbo just slice. for the sake yeah for it was just, the like, kimbo the slice fight on, it. on uh wasn't it wasn't bellator who yeah. was it, it was uh, the other but yeah it's i mean just those fights where where all all that happens is just enough for these two guys to kind of stay in the spotlight or make a you know a quick buck or put some money in their pockets. Who and was I mean, it that was supposed to have taken a dive on the uh, the phantom punch against Muhammad Ali in the boxing? Yeah, was it was it Sonny Liston? His opponent, but he. I, remember I mean, him. there's always there's always the idea that somebody took a dive, or yeah. I mean, and people after the McGregor Mayweather fight, people were showing videos where you could literally see Connor swinging like. Like pulling punches, pulling punches, not really trying to aim to knock. I mean, when you watched him throw punches at Nate Diaz, every one of his punches, same with Nate's, 
back and forth, or most of those MMA fights when there's no way to throw this because when there's the other, truly something, somebody's going to punch <laughs> your face off. Yeah. Um, you I mean, know, uh, although people have probably accused MMA fighters of tabbing or, you oh, know, sure. and we've, hey, you know what? There have been fights when it's gone the distance. This last card we watched, when it went the distance and we watched, uh, what's her name? I think it's Carla. Is Carla it? Esparza. Get her ass beat round after round after round after round and she won the decision. Wow. You know, you've seen I, these fights. I mean, but back to McGregor and Mayweather. I mean, Mayweather owns his own boxing promotion. Oh, yeah. He owns, what is it, Mayweather Promotions? Is it just that simple or yeah, something? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's... But that's the whole point. It's like you own your your own promotion that promotes your own fight. Right. That's already being biased. That's already um, kind of a... I don't know what the a step in an unfavorable direction as you, far you're not as being gonna, you're not going to book yourself on your own pr- promotion against an opponent that that's going to come in there mm-hmm. and and clearly defeat you and embarrass yeah. you. Right? You, you, come on, it's a conflict of I interest. I think there's a lot of guys who are like, I'll get paid to lose to that dude. Oh, totally. I'm sure there I'll, are. I'll get paid to lose to because him. their no name problem. gets out there so much Absolutely. anyway, the even spotlight. if they lose. Yep, their yeah. name is still. You know, now in people's homes, and so why not? How many why people? Not? How many people have said that? I've heard people go, "Hey, man, would you? Uh, I'd get knocked out by Mike Tyson for a million bucks. Yeah, I'd go." Oh my in. God, I don't want to lose an ear. I want to fight him. <laughs> but I mean, there's been so much <laughs> the of that. Of my face. I mean, boxing, and and people think of, of of boxing as kind of like being a corrupt sport because it kind of has that reputation, that seedy reputation mm-hmm. of gangsters and mobsters. But you know what? Other sports aren't uh, aren't immune to that there were there was the mob oh, what was it in Bo- was it boston college in the 70s or the 80s i want to say it was one of the guys that was involved in goodfellas i'm, I'm sorry oh my gosh maybe he, it was. he was shaving he was shaving points like they had the players so the players would like you know throw the game or or try so that they could match the or or make the the uh, spread for gambling, so they were actually changing the gambling, so that so that the bookies and these gangsters could bit gamble and know what the odds were going to be, oh and my like, God. and and I mean this this stuff is has has permeated a lot of sports, mm-hmm. you know. It's and it's not just mobsters. It's not just the seedy underbelly no, of sports. No, no, now it's like corporations. It's, sometimes it's the guy at the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, commissioner. Co- I didn't even know there were commissioners oh, of yeah. like the NBA and stuff Guys. Until, yes, until we started watching these videos. Uh, well, I mean, what, David Stern. Yeah, Robert, that's who yeah. I was thinking David of. David Stern like, or wow. Roger Goodell or any uh-huh. of these guys who who come in and make these questionable decisions or things like that. But again, depending on who you're rooting for, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of teams out there that people, you know, they're fun to hate, like, <laughs> like the fucking Patriots. <laughs> Right, everyone. I everyone hates the Patriots. Everyone hates. Like even Patriots fans. Damn it! (laughs) I think. I mean, there's people in New England that are oh fucking wicked face. Don't talk shit about Brady, bro. I like your fucking podcast, but I'm not gonna listen if you talk shit about Brady, bro. Right? They're gonna get pissed. However, they were the they were the center of one of the most. Tweeted about and social media sensation controversies of the last yeah. few years. Modern convert, you know, controversy. We all know what I that was, say. right? What was it? <laughs> deflate gate. I think we have to say hashtag. 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 hashtag deflate, deflate gate. gate. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yeah. 
Well, ridiculous. And I I bet a lot of our listeners, and and probably people, especially overseas, don't have any idea. This is American football. They probably heard the term. They live in these freedoms of not having to hear about this bullshit. Not having to hear about (laughs) mediocre bullshit. American Good football bullshit. Good for you. Know what? I, be- I bet. I, well, and there are. There was that huge FIFA controversy. Oh yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, there's, there's so many. Everywhere. There's yeah. controversies everywhere. Mean, anytime there's that much money involved in something. Let's uh, let's explain what Deflate Gate. That's my news. Deflate Gate from the news desk right now, coming through right here. Have you heard the news? Deflate Gate is all over. Um. So basically, it it. It went down like this. On on January 18th of 2005, um, the Patriots were playing in the AFC Championship game um, against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Wait, 2005? I think you mean 2015. 15, yeah. 15, sorry. I, yeah, I'm like, this is very recent. I didn't say, yeah. I wrote down the wrong year. You're right. Gosh, thanks. Anyways. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, ten years difference makes a difference. I I'm type, keeping the meeting minutes That as makes well, Twitter so. relevant, too. Yeah, right. no, it does. I'm sorry. Yeah. I misspoke. You're right. Yeah. 2015. Um, the, uh, so they were playing the game, and after an interception, uh, it was pointed out that the ball seemed underinflated. Yeah, because one of the other play, one of the Colts players caught it, and he, like you said, intercepted the ball, and he was like, bro, ref, come here, dude. Bring your stripes down here. Check this thing out. And then he would, yeah, I think. And they went on to check, and 11 of the 12 game balls that the Patriots were supposed to bring to uh, the game. Yeah, provide for the game were underinflated by almost mm-hmm. two pounds per square inch. Right. Um, I now- mean, they're. Which is crazy because it's 11 out of 12. <laughs> Right, and so like both teams have to bring twelve balls with them, correct? Mm-hmm. And it's yes. like a it's like a thing. So, and there's all these different rules. Like if too. you're the home team and you don't like the thing, you have to use like a visitor's ball. There's like a whole bunch of uh, weird. <laughs> there's a lot of ball right. rules. There's a lot of ball sports. handling going on. <laughs> it's ball weird, handling. But, well, but, it is as per the NFL, both teams must provide twelve balls, and and the balls have to be inspected. Uh, two, two hours half, before. Two hours and 15 minutes oh, that's is what, what it was. It was. It's yeah. like this ridiculous, it's like two hours and 15 minutes, which, I mean, clearly gives you enough time for funny business. Yeah. Now the so balls. <laughs> the ball specificity that they mm-hmm. ask for in the NFL. Uh, the NFL requires that the balls be inflated between 12 and a half and 13 and a half pounds per square inch. Yep. 12.5 to 13.5 PSI. But the Pats- Brady's balls. <laughs> Brady's balls are a little low. I might, a little low, Brady. I was in the pool. He was in the pool. <laughs> Shrinkage, <Sorry>. Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Brady's balls were uh, measured between 11.4 and the lowest one came in at 10.9 mm-hmm. pounds per square inch. Um, that's, uh, now, that's here's like the thing. Two pounds right there. I w- now... To point this out, the pa- the Patriots did win this game, forty five to seven. It was a blowout. However, most of the Patriots' points were scored after the balls were swapped out. Twenty eight, yeah, fact. to the backup balls that were of them, fully yeah. inflated. Yep. So, so they scored the majority. Twenty eight out of their forty five points were scored in the second half of the football game. So, I mean, with good balls, people people can look at that in a couple ways and go, okay, but yeah, you guys. Look, sure, they did the whole ball thing, but they still won the game yeah. after that we had cleared this up and, and pumped the balls back up to their regular firmness. 
But then the other way you can look at it, it goes, yeah, but no matter what, you still cheated. Yeah, it was a rainy day, and mm-hmm. it's easier to play with the deflated balls in the rain because they're <laughs> easier to catch. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> it's easier, easier to, to play, play with, with balls ball, in the rain. deflated balls in the rain. Coming if from they're experience. deflated, yes. I'm but an expert. Now, here's the thing. Um, People... Uh, I'm sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say that it, at first the uh, Patriots kind of denied it, didn't say, you know, they didn't really uh, acknowledge it. They thought yeah, it was like, kind of silly. Oh, how'd that happen? But Oops. when it was investigated and actually came down, they did get punished. Brady was suspended for four games mm-hmm. without pay. Um, oh, boo hoo. I know. Oh, the, no. The You're Patriots... only going to make $5 million <laughs> instead of like $10 million. No. The Patriots were uh, fined a million dollars. Again, probably just jump change yeah to them um and they and they lost a first round draft pick in 2016 and a fourth round pick in 2017 so but then i think if i'm not mistaken they felt bad and they didn't make brady set out the four games I no think they he, took that back they were going to repeat they were going to they they were going to appeal it and, and they did not and he decided not to i think he took the four game suspension oh. so vacation yeah he, he yeah, him, him and really Giselle right. went to yeah, yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Don't feel bad. So I guess guess the question is, is that um, did Tom Brady know about this and intentionally do this to try to give himself an edge? Mm -hmm. And, and, And that further goes on to ask the question is, would it even make a difference? And would Tom Brady even be able to tell the difference? Um, the there was the video that we watched where the guys actually did the footballs at the two different inflations and they couldn't tell. They had a hard I think time. If the you're one a kid professional right. football player, though, you could easily tell if you're holding them. If you're holding balls and, all day, and that, that's you're going to know you what they feel like when yep. they're a certain <laughs> when they're you know, volume. You're going to know the difference, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, look, the, I got it. Ball but that is a good point that you're making, and a lot of people are saying that they're saying, look. If you're Tom Brady, who is a great quarterback, okay, mm-hmm. we're not going to take that away from him, you would undoubtedly notice the difference. And I think people are kind of well, saying that. Well, that's why the like, guy caught it and knew. It, you right, know, he like knew, he instantly knew when he had right. it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, they, they chalk it up to weather conditions, it being cold, and, you know, the idea of, of what oh, yeah, molecules do. Oh, yeah, didn't they have Bill Nye, the science it, guy, like, chime in on He it. weighed in on it, and he said that what Bill Belichick said was just absolute bullshit. <laughs> it was not Bill correct Bill Belichick, science. not science guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he was just, he said it was absolute, I mean, in a nice way. Um, he probably called it by its scientific name, the fecal matter by its scientific name. But um, <laughs> he, did, he did, he said it was absolute BS. It, and to me, I look at it and I, I there's also more evidence um, with text, text messaging evidence. Um, that was one thing I really mm-hmm. liked and about phone this calls. case. There's correspondence. Yeah. Uh, evidence between, between him and Tom like Brady the equipment the, guy. Right. right. And like they said, they're like, oh, so Tom Brady, the, the star quarterback, what in the world is he doing talking to equipment guy? Like talking about the next season's bag design. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like they don't think that, well, and There's he even really said, any... like, didn't he say deflator or something? And he's like, oh, no, that was a weight loss joke yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. Like, come on. I thought it was deflator. interesting they went, like, six months without talking. And then, like, the second that this, they hear that people Breaks. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk, like, they, six times. Six times over the next three days. So, I mean, there's clearly, like, And some... say deflator mm-hmm. as a diet joke. Come on yeah. now. So, I guess the question on this one, because we're going to kind of move through these, and let's let's just give our opinion. Because it's not like, you know, this isn't like a murder case where we need to examine 
all of this Nobody evidence. Nobody died. Look. Look, we're doing a happy episode. Just the dreams of all the Colts fans. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? true. That's true. The dreams of oh, the, the Colts Indianapolis fans. Colts fans. Right. Although oh, they, they were clobbered. dashed anyway. Right. <laughs> it wasn't a close game and the no, ball was on the so last clobbered. second. So did, that game was miserable. Did it even matter? Does it even matter? And, you know, I don't know. Look, I don't think... And they, the video we watched, which was kind of interesting. In fact, it's a great series. Um, and it, it gave us some great ideas and... and, and uh, is the BuzzFeed Unsolved, but they're doing a sports one now. And so they were kind of breaking down um, some of these. And uh, he points out, he says, look, nobody is going to do anything to the footballs without Tom Brady knowing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally no other person could have made a decision. Yep. And I thought that was a very valid point. That's very true. Nobody would be able to fuck with his stuff. That's 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 no. the core. That's yep. the money man. Yeah. So, look, if something did happen, it had to have come from Brady. And if those eleven of those twelve balls, now you could argue, what what if it was a faulty gauge that was a pound off, and that resulted in eleven of the twelve balls being uninf- mm-hmm. you know being inflated mm-hmm. wrong. But it's hard to say. I don't know. Either way, I'm not going to give it to him. I'm not giving him the benefit so, of the doubt. Are we going to say? <laughs> are we like, going to say? I don't like Brady's hair. Guilty, so. wow. guilty, or not guilty on Tom Brady here? I take that back. I are we going to so say gu- guilty or not guilty? I think I'm he's guilty. guilty. I think he's definitely was involved. Stamp it in. Yeah, guilty. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Deflate gate. Guilty. <laughs> yep. Um, one of the other ones that I hadn't really, I was never really f- uh, familiar with this. Um, the the controversy or the conspiracy of the frozen envelope. Oh, I love this oh, one. Patrick I love Ewing. this one. Yeah, this is a fascinating story. I want to look more into the NBA in the 80s now, mm-hmm. too. Right, wasn't it? It sounds like the fucking Old West, like they just had yeah, knives in their like they boots. they were the real rock stars. Like, that was that where the extra real. rock and roll For was going real. On. 75% of the players were on drugs. Yeah. 75%. Like, there was such a high percentage. And we're talking like 1985, the mid-80s. And, and if you look back on the NBA, and it's funny because the NBA actually there used to be two, two competing conference or not conferences but uh, basketball like divisions. tournaments. Yeah, yeah. There was, was the like NBA. West, well, right? no, there was the NBA and there was the ABA. Oh, that's the right. Divisions. That's right. And so you had teams like you know, um, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers like with Dr. J and all this flash. The ABA was cool, man. Had those like red, white, and blue basketballs. Man, yes. They were dope. They were cool. And um, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like that movie Semi-Pro that Will Ferrell's in, uh, you know, talks about the ABA and then how some of these teams transitioned. Some were um, kind of absolved. But uh, it was. It was kind of like this burgeoning thing. It wasn't um, in 1985, Michael Jordan was still a rookie. He hadn't become a sensation. There weren't. Uh, shoe deals and Wheaties deals. We didn't understand. Yeah, basketball wasn't what like it could the be. marketing machine it became yet. I mean, it was to a point where like the NBA was in such bad shape that year that they were thinking of disbanding six teams That's in the NBA. That's so yeah. crazy to me to even think about because yeah. it's so big. Think now. about some of those. Think about that. Like th- some of those teams that were that were at the chopping block. Chopping block. Ugh. Like like you know. The Atlanta Hawks and the Bucks, and I mean these teams that have gone on and done great things. But imagine nice. if they had been absolved. Wow. So, so we're looking at this this much different NBA, 
than you're familiar with today. It's not a place of great money and respect. It's like you said, it's cocaine f- and Gatorades. Yeah, yeah <laughs> seriously. It. There you go. It is. Cocaine and Gatorade <laughs> might be the name of this episode. I'm not gonna lie. I like that name. So that year, going into the draft, there is this fucking sensation coming out of Georgetown named Patrick Ewing. This guy is an, amazing. And as as he proved. He went on to become a unbelievable Hall of Fame. He was uh, one of the one of the biggest, and some people say the reason that the, he he saved basketball. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is because that year, um, Commissioner David Stern wanted to try something new. Traditionally, they had been doing kind of like this reverse ranking system for the draft, where the person who was the last two teams. In, in the NBA. The worst team. The worst two teams, yeah, with the got worst the records. Best, got the first pick. They would flip a coin mm-hmm. to find who gets the first one, and it would go in reverse order from there. But that led to teams um, tanking on purpose. On purpose, yeah. right. Saying, right. oh, well. So they could get a better pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yep. suck. Let's just fucking tank the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we get the first draft. Pick. And now all of a sudden, the, the best teams on the best team, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it throws, it taints the game for sure. Um, so they were going to do this, this draft lottery where they were going to take seven teams that were all competing for the number one uh, spot and put them into some sort of, you know, a first, you know, kind of maybe a ping pong ball lottery system or whatever it was going to be. Right. Um, and there was, you know, teams like the Knicks, the Falcons, the Warriors, the Kings, the 76ers, they were all fighting for these spots. And, uh. They eventually decided to do envelopes, like kind of like shipping envelopes, like you would see in, you know, there's a letter comes to you. They didn't want FedEx. the balls right. to roll out. Yeah. yeah. More ball problems. And this is the thing is David Stern kind of had this idea and he was kind of before his time. And if you see what the NBA did under his tutelage, like it became something insane. Giant. And this was 85, right? 85. When they did this. Mm-hmm. And so from then it kind of. You, you can't even. Like ima- you said, statistically, they proved that he had increased the value of the teams like three times. Right. And all their merchandise sales were up. Salaries were up, up 117% yeah. in his, under his. I mean, it's insane when you look back at what he did. Um, but what's, what's crazy is that if this lottery, okay, which was like he said, he wanted to televise this he wanted to make it flashy. It was the first time it had ever been on TV. It was the first time it was ever been a thing. He wanted to make it in, well, in the minds of the conspiracy theorists that believe this, he needed to make this go the way it had to go because any other way would have been disappointing. In today's world, we say he wants it to be legit. Right. He tries to make this legit, okay? But, but like Melissa, like you said, he was very, they were concerned that, you know, the, the ping pong style or round yeah. type thing in this Because when ball, you turn the machine, the balls can roll mm-hmm. out the bottom sometimes. So they were afraid that this was going to happen on live television. And they didn't want to look foolish because they already look terrible. Exactly. So when you Don't watch, watch your balls this. And if, you. Yeah. <laughs> they roll all over the place. Embarrassing balls are going to be the ball the theme of the very night. Embarrassing thing. But here's so here he if you watch the footage and you can find it, go out and you can find this draft footage. It's online. You can watch it with your own eyeballs. the The guy comes out and he starts entering the envelopes into the container, or the drum, or whatever you want to mm. call it, and he actually pauses. Right before he puts in the Knicks envelope. There's a moment where he pauses. He doesn't pause before the other ones. Right. He pauses, 
He goes to put it in. It kind of hits the side. Which is the fourth envelope. You can see this. It happens to be the Knicks envelope. Right. This is the fourth one and in the pile. And they think it bent, right? Yes. There's and, the theory that it bent. And you can go bent. watch this video. Um, allegedly, it bent. Uh, that's one of the theories. Um, and then when Stern walks up to do it, he kind of takes this deep breath. Some people chalk it up to him going, I better not screw this up. Yeah, really and, nervous. But also, or just him being really nervous mm-hmm. that, boy, this is my big night. This ooh, whoa, I got wrong. Yeah, I've I've taken a deep breath before. <gasps> Here we go. You know, right. I mean, that's just a yeah. thing. Right. Some people read into it a little more than that. He goes into it and he reaches down. He touches an envelope. He plays with the envelopes for a minute. Flips it over <laughs> and then grabs one underneath it. Yes. Pulls it out and and it's uh, the envelope for the New York Knicks, which is what people wanted. Patrick Ewing going to the New York Knicks essentially gave value to um, this team that that at the time was at the verge of being nothing, and they needed to bring a big name to a big city mm-hmm. so that basketball meant something in a big market. And putting Patrick Ewing in Sacramento or some of these other small you know yeah, places it impactful it w- at not all. at all. And and so they even said that like the day after he was drafted. Madison Square Garden was inundated with calls for mm-hmm. season tickets. Yeah. People were calling. I mean, People liked basketball it's again. Yeah. So Patrick Ewing goes to the Knicks. Ultimately, he spends his career there. He he helps them. I mean, he's he's leads them to be championship team. He's he's amazing, amazing player. Nobody can say any different. Had his career gone the same way if he'd been in a different town? Who knows? And we had the NBA. Right. Yeah, his career probably would have gone the same way, but I don't know if the NBA would have. Because I think it got more attention to the NBA. Now, the the conspiracy lies in the idea that Stern knew, or was told, or was the because of the bending was able to figure out which Which envelope envelope to grab. Now, there's the bending theory. Now, there's also the frozen envelope theory. Yeah, (laughs) which is the idea that they put the envelope that he was supposed to grab. In the freezer overnight. So it would be cold. Put it in. Yeah. Feel it. And he'd be able to touch it. Now, mm-hmm. again, the video we watched, they try to recreate this. <laughs> now, hard to say. And you I don't pointed think this paper out. Paper holds temperature. Yeah. I <laughs> like mean, the like, cardboard or anything else. Yeah, because like if you ever have like an ice pack, if you've ever like wrapped a paper towel around it and put it in the freezer and you pull it back out, the paper towel's never really cold. Yeah. You know, it doesn't those those kind of objects don't necessarily change with temperature too much. Um but uh, the video that we watched, they didn't use the same exact envelopes. And right. I do think that we don't also know what was in the envelope. There could have been something that... A piece of, small piece you know, of metal. Aided it yeah. to, to really retain the temperature. Or maybe it was a little bit damp. And yeah. they put that in the sure. freezer, which if there was a little bit of moisture, the moisture content would retain the cooler temperature a little more. I mean, that's... Some people say dry ice even. Yeah, yeah. There, there are ways that we we don't know what technique they use to cheat. You know, Although, we just, if, if they did. It could have been a weight in it. That's why it went to the bottom. Yeah, or rocks. Or, yeah, or like texture of the envelope. Yep, yep. Oh, that's a good idea, texture. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, a number, there's a number <laughs> of, of things that could lead to David Stern being able to know which one. Because right. it's one out of seven. And it needed to go that way. Right. Now, it could have been just the luckiest thing that's ever happened mm-hmm. in the world, and mm-hmm. that's what did it. But for most sports historians who believe in this conspiracy theory, that's not enough. It has to be something. Now, there is more to this. The independent accounting firm 
And this was revealed the day after the lottery. It was revealed by a New York tabloid that the independent accounting firm that was in charge of handling the envelopes. Who was supposed to be unbiased, Ernst by and, the way. Ernst & Winnie, okay, mm-hmm. the unbiased yep. uh, accounting firm, was also, just happened to be, hey, wouldn't you know it, the auditing firm for Goldman Western, who is the company that owned the New York Knicks. What do you know? That's a little interesting, isn't it? Though, so and it was it was interesting because the president just coincidence is running all over this story, <laughs> yeah, right? There. And the president of Madison Square Garden, so not the Knicks organization, but Madison Square Garden, um, was on record and had actually made a comment saying that he had said he goes, I told him how to fix it six months ago. You just call up Ernst and Winnie and you tell him Ewing goes to the Knicks, so you guys are fired. You don't get our account anymore. Whew. And, I mean, he makes this comp not saying that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, but they could have. it's a pretty easy. I mean, if he's already got it figured out. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, now, the, here's the thing is that, like, even the people who were involved in this, the other team owners and things who didn't get Patrick Ewing, they've heard these rumors. I mean, they're not immune to hearing them. And they all kind of said, eh, we knew. Well, there were some people who go, look, we knew. But there was the other people who went, but, like, they're not smart enough to pull this off. Are you kidding me? Trying to freeze envelopes and, like, I mean, there's there's kind of like this this back and forth. They're going, I mean, the one side saying, look, we were just trying to make, to not screw up our yeah. very first televised event. You they think we nervous, could also throw a conspiracy in there? If you want to be a little more neutral, then let a random person from the audience try your envelope. Rather, not, yeah. rather than Daniel, let a fan. Daniel yeah, Stern. Yeah, than the guy in charge. Let a fan David come Stern. do it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I like the theory of x-ray glasses, too. Yeah, there was also that, that he knew. amazing. Because he has those really thick glasses, yes. too, when he pulls oh. out the envelope. I thought that was awesome. Wow. You know, it does sound like what we would do, though. We would be using our, if we had x-ray technology, we'd probably be using it for, you know, to move along lottery, our sports. NBA desire. lottery drawings. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what we do now. We're like, look, we have face swapping technology. Make your face a bear. You know, it, I'm sure we would do those things. But I, it, that's such a far-fetched, but, but entertaining it's theory. So I love yeah, it. I love, I love it. it. Maybe they were using x-ray glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that any time where you're in... Your organization is supposed to be in charge of something that is, like we said, unbiased or something like that. Um, it, I, I mean, even when the NFL just employs their own referees. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're still working for the ultimate... Uh, right. I'm What's not sure term? what the Company word is. Men? Corporation the or... Company men. Yeah. yeah, like, you know what I mean? If anytime you think about it, you're like, well, you're still making sure... Right. That you have your people in charge when it matters. And so to me, it's 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 David Stern pulling out his own envelope. I mean, right. he's going to make sure is, this goes right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, if you want something done right, you fucking do it yourself. Yeah. Right, exactly. 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 Um, and you did, you, you, when, you, when you said the term company men, there was that whole thing about um, the game six in 2002 between the yeah, Lakers yeah, and, yeah. The Kings. and the Kings where... Because mm-hmm. um, the refs were company men. And, yeah, the, and the refs... Thought, look, if we send this to seven, we'll get, you know, the NBA exactly. gets, we, we extend the series. And so in the fourth quarter of that, the Lakers set the record for the most free throws ever. And that difference 
Um, like 27. Which which I'm guessing would be about 13 fouls that would be called in the fourth quarter. If you're in a double bonus, you're going to get the two shots. You know, and again, if you're a Lakers fan, "Ah, it's clean. If you're a Sacramento Kings fan, that's bullshit. You even fuck touch him. You can go check out some of these these, uh, calls that they made that are very questionable, and you can kind of decide for yourself. And of course, if you're, you know, favoristic towards one team or the other, you might feel a certain way. But if you look at it from a very neutral standpoint, you might go, that's kind of bullshit call. And you got to keep in mind that most oftentimes the refs try to keep the fouls quite even. And to be yeah. up 13 fouls, which is what I'm guessing it would be if you shot. Yeah, two of yeah, their players fouled out in, in, in this game. In like, the fourth in the fourth quarter? In the said? second half, anyway. Yeah, and they two of their star players were I don't remember out. all the de- I just remember oh that God. that was one of the things where they were talking about, like, you know, these refs have been there. They know what the NBA yep. wants. They make the calls. And you know what? You see that. I mean, you, of course, if you're at home, I mean, yep. what? You can't get a call at home. I mean, there's been calls even in the playoffs where the refs have like, where t- seasons have been ended because of a call. And they went back and they went, he was wrong. Well, it's not oh, we yeah. go back and play the game yeah. again. Yeah, that's I mean, I totally told true. You that, that stuff happens on like the, the most minor of scales. I felt that way in high school when we sure. would play certain people and I'd notice a certain ref that you know was either from that region or or something I go some kind oh, of bias. God, this guy I'm like <laughs> he he's he favors them so much he's not going to call shit for us in this game and it would kind of go that way you kind of yeah. yeah. know which refs were not and in you those know, but, and in those moments it's like those those kind of calls those kind of decisions they do hurt people right they do end up hurting teams and and who who legitimately could have gone on who legitimately should have won the Kings? Legitimately should have won that game. And if they if they should have legitimately won that game, let's say that I don't know that they should have. But if they should have legitimately won that game and end of that series, that's how it should have gone. That's how sports should be. But it's not always that way. And you look at that and you go, "That's bullshit." However, when it comes to Ewing, it's not that it hurt anybody. You can go, "Well, those other teams didn't get Ewing." Yeah, but over time they did. I mean, the Seventy Sixers came back. They had a dynasty with Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks had Garnett. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, the you rewards look through, for the NBA are you, just you like abundant I mean, You get them that. down the road. There's teams that are huge now. The Golden State Warriors, are you kidding me? They, were, they are huge mm-hmm. now. They weren't in the picture back then. They no. weren't, you know, they weren't these. It, when I was growing up, it was the Bulls, it was the Celtics, mm-hmm. it was the Lakers, and it was the Detroit Pistons every time. And when, and, and, and that, that's what it was. And so it was like you watch these, you watch the, the Knicks, you watch these teams like that that fought in those great dynasties. And you go, well, it did make the game better. So, so whether or not this is a conspiracy, it didn't. It it didn't necessarily. There weren't victims, right? Per oh, se, it paid off. And it ended up in, in. And it ended up improving not only the the league itself, but the work environment for the for the players because they were all able to make bigger money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, but, who's sorry? Go I'm ahead. sorry. No. No, I was gonna say, who did they have that said that? That kind of just said, you know. So what if he did fix it? What does it matter? It saved basketball. Oh yeah, that was a quote. Oh, I, I don't remember who, who said it. I can't remember who, who there was said somebody that. who who just basically <laughs> said that about David. Whoever you know, said it, who, he was right. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. Like, so what if he did? Fit? You know, it, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. What if he did? And so, then he just saved. He saved. Ba- it said he said it worked, didn't it, or something like huh. that. Okay, but, well, if, and then yes, that's an absolutely. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know who point. it was, but well, yeah, it's true. But that's that's okay. So we established that. <laughs> but was there a conspiracy? Do you think that David Stern? Knew which envelope to pull out of there and pulled the Knicks on purpose. Absolutely guilty. Yes, hundred percent on I my part. I do. <laughs> I do. I think guilty. that 
Guilty. Guilty. I, I, I do. He... It, it, knowing what it's too perfect not to be planned knowing the the projected <laughs> yeah. uh what happens to uh the cells i mean I what think was at stake i think they literally said the next day they sold a hundred thousand tickets off of that to madison square garden and i i really think that seeing what he had done the like i said uh increasing the value of the team threefold all of that stuff it looked very good for david stern yeah, yeah. he if for all intents and purposes, was great at his job as the NBA commissioner, wasn't he? Yeah. So, so I, so, I don't know. So guilty, but eh, you, you kind of did it. Yeah, it kind of worked out. Uh, <laughs> no, if nobody died and if, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, but the Guilty's real Patrick, no, wait, did, uh, but here's the thing. The real Patrick Ewing actually died in 1992 <laughs> and was replaced by, a, no, right. by an envelope. You can tell because his ears are different sizes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, I don't know. I do think he's guilty. We'll we'll save the uh, judgment for, I don't know, maybe somebody who likes basketball more than me. Yeah, it's not for <laughs> us to say. I yeah, just from what we know though, I think if it, if there was a conspiracy, it was it was a damn fine decision. Yeah, it worked out. Um, you know, sometimes it's interesting because sometimes you have these these great players, and if that was a con- you know, and that's the thing is that if that was a conspiracy, that didn't actually involve Patrick Ewing. It was a surrounding Patrick Ewing, yeah, but yeah. he, he would have been like, innocent. hey, man, freeze the envelope. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, exactly. I want to be, although I'm sure that Patrick Ewing was very happy going to the Knicks oh, and was course. probably fine said, with that. Yeah. They said he was smiley. And I mean, here's the thing. They had, who what, was it, the Knicks owner or something? He was all super excited. And he was like, yes, he pounded his fist oh, and on he the had thing. The- and they, they already had a Knicks jersey. And here's the thing. I don't know if it's like the case of the Super Bowl. That they where all have. They already have all the merchandise. And then the other, all the other Ewing jerseys just went down to Mexico. You know, oh, my God. Six Somewhere Ewing there's jerseys. a fucking Atlanta, Fal- <laughs> Atlanta Ewing, Falcons yeah, Ewing jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I, mean, I don't know if that's how it works. But, yes, the, the Knicks already had the Ewing jersey. There it was. So, um, I, either it's a conspiracy or it was just an airtight plan to make this go right. I don't know. Yeah. I just realized that I said Atlanta Falcons when I meant Atlanta Hawks. Because those birds, it's those so confusing. Flying birds. They're, they're not the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's, the, Hawks. That's the, the football team. The football team, team yeah. is the Falcons. Uh, yeah, the Hawks. Uh, sorry. Birds of prey. Um, but it's funny because there have been controversies surrounding even the greatest of, you know, of all times. Muhammad Ali had controversies surrounding fights of his and Michael Jordan for, for some people, I don't know if you guys even know about this one. Michael Jordan himself was actually the center of a controversy surrounding actually his very first retirement, which happened in, um, 1993, Mm -hmm. which was literally out of nowhere. I mean, he was young. He was like 30, right? Barely 30. Yeah. Had just three peated. For the first time yes. in his career. I mean, yeah. like for all intents and purposes, at the height of his, yeah. or in the heat of it yeah. anyways. It, it's like, if imagine if Michael Jackson had just put out Thriller, Thriller and was like, I'm done. Eh. <laughs> and, right? Yeah. That's enough. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he takes the glove off and lays it in the road. <laughs> <laughs> just, ooh, and disappears. The moon walks into the shadow. The fog comes up. And then a Black Panther walks away. Oh, my God. Um... But no, he just he just like l- literally out of nowhere says I'm done, leading to quite a few theories. Um, now, t- to be fair, earlier that year 
Um, on July 23rd, actually, of 1993, Michael Jordan's father was murdered by two teenagers who carjacked and, I believe, shot him and left his body on the side of a road. So horrible. And it wasn't discovered for, like, a month. I mean, it was it was a... Jordan was was very close to his father. He looked up to his father. Um, his father was actually the one who stuck his tongue out when he would concentrate while he was working. And Jordan took that Aww. and, and uh, kind of adopted that mm-hmm. and it became his signature. And it's crazy because um, some people believe, and it was kind of because M- Michael Jordan retires and says, I want to play baseball. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's not unheard of. like the pants. Look, it's not unheard of. <laughs> I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if, if this was before or after. Bo Jackson had done this. I want to say this was after Bo Jackson had done yeah, this. Yeah, I think it was after. When Bo Jackson, I want to say he was he in the 80s, everything. early 90s. <laughs> Bo Jackson, yeah, Bo knows. If you don't remember those commercials, yeah. Bo knows. But Bo Jackson was this this um, this unbelievable phenom who played football, and then he went and played professional baseball at the same time and excelled at both sports. Jordan, who was clearly the best basketball player on the planet, he went and played baseball and ended up signing with um, – a minor league version of the Chicago was it the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox, I believe. And then um, it ended up, play, ended up playing for a team called a double A cl- baseball club called the Birmingham Barons, which was, um, I mean, it's like, imagine if Michael Jackson had retired from music and then said, you know what I want to do? I'm going to set up a taco truck in, <laughs> in, in, in I'm going to set up in a, a t- kid's neighborhood <laughs> just in Arkansas. The, the baseball industry to taco <laughs> drugs. I'm just going to, I'm just going to set up. That was weird. Well, no, look, that I'm saying weird. like if, if you basketball had. Basketball music industry. Look, baseball, if you had, taco if you had the ability, all right, to go from, I, it it's cost not, me. It's more like if Michael Jackson was this amazing singer and he decided to go become a backup dancer for okay. another person. But point being, okay, this is my point. You went from having to pay hundreds of dollars and go to a huge thing and now you can just go see Michael Jordan play baseball yeah. at a 300 like seat venue <laughs> right to see the Birmingham Barons yeah right i mean it it was it they was were probably insane. really excited about that though i'd be the excited Barons about were probably that. thrilled they were probably they probably didn't believe it they're like yeah. you're kidding me what now we ran out of churros he's coming with us <laughs> now on march 18th of 1995, just about 18 months after he supposedly retired. So August of, or October of 93, March of 95, he sends um, his agent a text that just says, I'm back. I think it was a fax. A fax. That's right. Back we then. Don't... This is 95, guys. It was <laughs> fax machine. He shoots him an emoji, and it was just like... <laughs> It, it was, was a back. I am, and the it was someone's back. back. Yeah. This is an eyeball. It was an eyeball. An M, a letter M. Yeah. And then a back. Jordan was big on emojis. Um, there's an M and a J in, in, emoji, in emoji. Those are the only two uh, consonants. So he, he probably owns that too. Um, so he comes back and ends up leading the Bulls to a second three-peat from 95 to 98. Uh, as a Utah Jazz fan, we all remember 98 vividly. <laughs> vividly that's another conspiracy right there um that's when i learned all the words my dad could say <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just kidding i learned that a lot earlier yeah. <laughs> uh he was a he was a 76ers fan you heard him swear when they lost ewing back in the days um no he he now here's i the wasn't thing. alive oh yeah 
<laughs> he screamed so you heard from within. Actually, no, I might have been. It would have been after. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Point being, uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan went on. MJ. Michael Jackson went on to make tacos. Michael Jordan went on <laughs> to retire again in 1999. Um, and this time, not uh, not not due to any kind of uh, surprise, uh, Phil Jackson was leaving. Uh, Scottie Pippen was leaving the Bulls. Dennis Rodman was leaving the Bulls. Plus, he became part owner and the president of basketball operations for the Washington Wizards, which took up most of his time. Um, who, and then he actually ended up coming back for a third time and playing for the Washington Wizards, if you remember, from like 2001 to 2003. And then um, I think he ended up ultimately playing his final game in, uh, in 2003, April of 2003. Um, so, you know, that was the end of Michael's career. So people were always really curious about this very first retirement. Why retire when you clearly had more in you, a lot more in you? And retire from what you're amazing at, like top basketball player there is right the number one guy to go to a different sport like what are you to doing just, right. and so some people like they say they speculate he that he did that to honor his father his father had always wanted him to play baseball oh yeah his dad was a big baseball which is fan. like slightly it's really sweet dickish he's like great job son on being an nba star but <laughs> i know you're the best basketball player you know there i is, love baseball but... right <laughs> How about uh, that baseball? He like yeah. still, he still gives him like baseball gloves. He's for like, Christmas. you want to go for a catch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I put your name on it. I don't want a baseball glove, Dad. <laughs> I said it four times. Oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't but, really happen. But, but honestly, but... though, his dad did want that, so maybe oh. it was kind of like, look, I That's maybe the he was sentimental really... reason. Maybe it was his way of nice. dealing with things. He I'm going like, to say this: grieving. yeah, you really can't understand the mental state of somebody who loses a parent in that way. Somebody who literally like looked up. His dad was there at every championship. His dad was oh, God, there at every so step. Horrible. And that happened. It probably really messed mm-hmm. Michael Jordan up. Um, and so you can't try to understand what his brain went through yeah however there is a theory that says that michael jackson oh my god i can't <laughs> stop fucking doing this that jordan, jordan shit, mr jordan that jordan actually retired jordan. That, that, that michael jordan actually didn't retire but did a false retirement to cover up a suspension Thank for gambling mm-hmm. he had a he liked to gamble yeah, he, he loved to gamble. Let me ask you this. So what it uh, Okay, I don't know. I don't know how to ask this. Gambling is not illegal in every state. So why was it punishable to them for suspension because they didn't want it to stain the NBA's outlook or their Here's, their reputation or their image? If you image? find I mean, what, out that the it? number one guy. Now, I understand that that gambling is not illegal and I, and I don't know all of the ins and outs. I would assume that he could gamble all he wanted. And to be honest, if you listen to those stories of him, he did. Wait, it wait, was it because wasn't it because they thought that maybe he was gambling on his on own sports, games? That, yeah, that was the theory. They had okay. to look into that. Now, so, uh, now I understand. <laughs> so he can gamble on whatever the fuck he wants. And um, boy, they had those stories of him like when they would play, be playing the Knicks, how he would fly to Atlantic City mm-hmm. just to gamble. Gamble till like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, yep. and then come back and just play the game. Yeah, stay out all night gambling, come back, play the game, and he just take those trips when he couldn't sleep. Like, yeah, what that's what he said. He, he just couldn't sleep. But but yeah, so if you start gambling on the games now, if you find out 
if it gets out that Michael Jordan is gambling on on basketball, then that's basically what happened to Pete Rose. Pete Rose got found, they found out he was gambling on baseball, kicked him out of baseball, pulled him out of the Hall of Fame. Is basically this disgrace. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they would have you would have gone. We can't disgrace Michael Jordan. We right. would do, we, we we do you realize how many how much money we'd be losing from shoes and yeah, knees and kids like and this right. and that. Golden boy of like Mike, people want to be like Mike. We can't do that. So, but we have to do something. We can't let him get away with this. There has to be a suspension. What if I re- what if I retire? What if I you know because yeah. he does in the retirement speech and they point this out um, in in a few of these videos is that he there is some interesting wording about his um the way he words it he says you know if uh, you know if down the road I choose, five years down the line if you know if right. the Bulls will have me back if uh, you know if David Stern will let me back in the league. And they and they make a really good point in these videos saying, why the fuck wouldn't he let you back in the league? I know. That was so telling that he said his name. I was like, hmm. Yeah, he does. He calls he calls Stern out by name. That's like, you know, Chappelle retiring and coming back going, man, if they'll let me do time again, I'd love to do it. Shut up. Fucking of course. Please, sir. <laughs> like, absolutely. Fuck out. Get up on stage. <laughs> like, it's it's amazing. Um, and, and his, the thing with Michael's gambling it wasn't just like going to casinos and and sitting. he had money that was found on people. Like for instance, I think it was like oh there was a bell God. bondsman that was crooked that got arrested, and he they found like a check on him for for I don't remember how much it was seven thousand uh, dollars something like really that like a five fi- a five figure check to uh. him. There was also I think a uh, a cocaine dealer who was murdered. Like more he, cocaine and Gatorade. Um, no, yeah. and they took the cash off him, but left the papers in his briefcase. Oh yeah, and, and he, he had, had three th- checks, three checks from Michael. And it was like to- ten thousand, eighteen thousand, yeah, like and then crazy like a, amount. Yeah, he yeah. was dealing with like, like over one hundred eight thousand dollars. Yeah, worth he of wasn't checks. just doing yeah, casinos. So it was he bookies, had bookies and all kinds. Of and there stuff. was a guy who actually wrote a book about about him knowing Jordan, playing golf with him, and saying that over the course of their friendship or playing golf with each other, whatever it was, that. Jordan ended up racking up a debt of one point two million dollars to him, but they settled for three hundred thousand. That is insane to me. There's mm. so much money. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot of money. So we know that and, and look, I don't do whatever you want with your money. I mean at this point Michael Michael Jordan has so much money that it's like oh, I'll bet you've Fifty thousand dollars. I make this shot. It's chump. Oh yeah, him, yeah. You know? Here totally. you go. Yeah, it's like me playing the penny slot. Right. So <laughs> I mean, do what you want with your money. As an adult, fine. If you're betting on your own games, and it, <laughs> here's the thing too, right? If you're betting on yourself to lose and throwing games, you're immoral. Get out of here. If you're betting on yourself to win because you're that fucking confident. <laughs> Which I'm I, sure he did. I well, don't know. I don't. If he would have bet on a it's game, like, I think it's he like done going that. to the. It's like Conor McGregor. If Conor McGregor went and got, oh, I'm going to put two million dollars on myself to win this fucking fight because <laughs> I know I can. Yeah, that's it's bald. Just, I think that it was done in secret. <laughs> it was that draws right. The attention. You sure. Go, yeah. Right. So it's like it's one of those fucking things where you're like, ah, I know. So here's the question with this one: Was Michael Jordan's first retirement? A cover-up for a gambling 
suspension. It was 18 months. I mean, let's be fair. That's a fucking... I know. It's kind of a suspect number right there. It's like, <laughs> it's like hmm. Yeah, it's a sentence, right? Like, it's not... It wasn't like 17 or 19. Yeah. It was like exactly a year Two and a years half. and three months later, <laughs> Jordan... No. Mm-hmm. Eight, 18 months almost like... And he like he had that fax fucking written. Yeah. And he's just like counting down the days. Twelve fifty nine. Go. 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 Yeah. Um. I I think that there's a chance that that's exactly what this was. I also think. I mean, a couple things like maybe that's just how he dealt with you know the grief that he was going through. Um. If maybe there was like a part of him that wanted to step away at. While he was like in his go out great, on a high note, yeah, like while he was like in this the greatest moment, so he would always be like the there. best of the best of the best. And I mean, it is a lot to accomplish in eighteen months to go like try baseball and then come back to the NBA. Oh, like it's ton. He achieves a lot Jesus. in eighteen months. Yeah. Um it's just very interesting. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. It's either just a thirty year old with an ego and a lot of money who's just like, I do what I want. Or there was just it was a gambling thing, and it's, if it's very a suspension, simple. Why can it? Why would he be able to go play another sport though? That's the problem I have. Because go do something. Go <laughs> go do. Don't just sit at home, Michael. That's weird. Maybe because oh, yeah, no one else don't yeah, actually retire. Right, right. Don't go yeah. to the Sizzler early bird special. Yeah. Don't fight. You stay <laughs> fucking active, Michael. We need you back in eighteen months. Don't hurt yourself. That makes sense. Don't hurt yourself. That yeah. Makes sense. yeah. Look, I. And there were people that talked about him and that said, you know, Michael had said things like he didn't want his career to just fade away. And so, but, you know, maybe going out at the height of it, which is funny because he came back and then his career just faded away. Yeah. Nobody's like, man, those two years with the Wizards were the shit. That's when shit got real for Michael. Coming down the lane. I'm a Wizards Arrow Micah fan. Yeah, dog. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you guys don't know. No. If you ain't Wizards Arrow, you don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, I mean, because there, there is. There's there's three careers. There's the 23 Michael, there's the 45 Michael, and there's the Wizards Michael. Because when he, when he <laughs> retired, they retired his number. That yeah, 23 went up. Right. And so when he came back, his. he was 45. Mm. And it was weird not seeing Michael as 23. 23, yeah. Number 23. Like, that was the That's number weird. back in the day. If you got 23, like when you played church ball and they gave you the <laughs> random jerseys, if there was a 23, you, you fucking thought you were Michael. Like, the number was going to make yeah. you better. And they're like, you like had the... Michael's number. You couldn't fucking so sink that cute. shot. Yeah, yeah, well, the fucking number didn't help. Yeah, that's like when all the point guards shows, like in high school, sure. junior high. They're all like, not number 23. Aww. Yeah. It's, it's funny what numbers do. But no, he, so that's what happened. He came back. So... I don't know. What do you think? Was Michael guilty? Uh, yes. I think there's definitely I, a reason for I him to do, retire I there. Too. I think it's there just was... too suspect for me. It's, mm-hmm. Something happened. There was uh, it was forced on him. I don't think he did it of his own decision. I agree. I think there was something encouraging that, especially given like we said, it's just this perfect eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. And he, my God, the money he spent on gambling. Like, yeah, it seems like he probably realized another. he wasn't making it in, be- in yeah. baseball. And he's like, shit, I got to go make some good money <laughs> playing some basketball so I can keep this habit up. But I, th- I think, um, I think it is just as simple as that. I think they just dismissed him to avoid a tainted image, and they just said, come back when you're clean. And it was probably a secret just kind of kept between him and a few other people and Stern. And 
I don't know. I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate and think that maybe it had something to do with his dad's death and he wanted uh, to go try baseball. No, you don't. And then Come he on. realized <laughs> instantly, like, oh, shit, I'm not no money. great at this. Yeah. I, I'm supposed to be the greatest of all time. And Which I'm, he is in and I'm, I'm not even I'm not even the sixteenth best person on the Birmingham Barons. <laughs> yeah, it, you don't want to be like the go from being like literally the Michael yeah. Jordan of something <laughs> to, be, to, to be, being the Michael Jordan the, of something of the NBA. You're not even the Michael Jordan of your own team. It's it's pretty. You know, I mean, that probably was an ego shock, and he probably went, "Huh, that experiment didn't work. I'm not Bo Jackson. I'm not Michael Jackson." I'm not. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, people are going to have to clarify now. They're going to be like, are you like the Michael Jordan of basketball, Michael Jordan? Or are you like the, the Michael Mike- Jordan of baseball, Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> Two different like, rankings. How good are you with this thing? Which one? <laughs> totally I'm, the Michael, different I'm the Michael Jordan of baseball, baseball. of basketball. Oh fuck, that's funny, man. <laughs> so ridiculous. Now, so look, I I just think I think whatever it was, Michael, my I, I think Michael realized he needed, he wanted to take some time off, and he couldn't probably come back any other time because of how seasons start. Like I'm assuming that's kind of how it worked out. It, it, it could also be a, the, the suspension time, but like it seems like he went out there going, I'm gonna fucking do this. You know, I'm really going to try to be baseball. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to really throw myself at this. Yeah. Fuck, I'm not good at this. Yeah. And that's what it was. And everybody was watching him. Yeah. Like, when you that got 500 so cameras awful. at a fucking double-A field in Birmingham, that's pressure. Yeah. He wanted to go back to so Pippen and, th- and, and, the, and go Being home. Being good at stuff. And go, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, you, you kind of can't even argue with that feeling. It's yeah, like, he he didn't sell. Like no, we said, you don't you, you don't want to go from that to that. There's no baseball field Jordans. What? There's no Jordan cleats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shoes. Like, there's no. Oh my gosh! Actually, there might be. He might make a. They might make a brand of cleats. A cleat. <laughs> Foreshadowing a bit. There a might three, be. Three, it's called the three cleat. There might be a Tanya Harding <laughs> baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Prob- I know probably, we haven't got to that well, yet. Well, you know but... what? You know what? That's it's as good a time as oh, any. Probably the most infamous. We? Yeah, we have. Yeah, probably the most infamous uh, uh, sports controversy of all times. And the funny thing is, is that the life and and I mean, there's a lot. There's been a lot lately of of going on about you know Tanya Harding and all of this. But the incident itself, um, for those of you that might remember, was the uh, was the attack on Nancy Kerrigan um, in 1994. Uh, she was a figure skater. She was attacked um, at a at a ice rink in Detroit when she was preparing for the Olympics. Um, and it's the Tony Kent Arena. Yeah, the Tony. The to- yeah, no, that was the one in Massachusetts, right? And then she wasn't there. And then he, I, I think so they went to the other. They one. went to go go to Detroit, um, oh. and they followed her. That's what it was. Is these guys had followed her and uh, they whacked her. He ended up. Um, not killed her, not like mob style. No, he waxed her in the leg <laughs> with a police on baton yeah. on her um, landing leg. Yeah. Tries to get out of the building. Canned ends up breaking a window. Attracts a Push lot of head. attention. <laughs> yeah, gets seen. Um, you know, gets picked out. And within a couple days, both of the guys who were involved in this attack come forward and confess. Uh, a guy named uh, Shane Stant was the man who actually hit her, and a man named Derek Smith was the guy who drove the getaway car. And these two idiots who are complete bumbling fools 
basically fold under questioning and say that they're uh, they got the the money and the order from a guy named Sean Eckhart, uh, who was Nancy Kerrigan's ice skating rival, Tanya Harding's bodyguard, uh, and her husband at the time, Jeff Galuli. That these two guys had come up with a plan to club her opponent, well, not her opponent, her rival, I guess, in the knee so that Tanya would get this spot on the Olympic team. Um, <laughs> and it became this huge thing. Like, it was everywhere. It took up... On every TV channel. Everybody. Every uh, news story. It still is. I mean, it still is a, a pop culture thing, I mean, to mm-hmm. reference Tanya Harding. It still mm-hmm. has that edge on it. In fact... When you talk about it, it still has that, like, little bit of... There's salt Ooh, in the wound yeah, still. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. I mean, Nancy Kerrigan was on Dancing with the Stars a few years ago, and you could see when she asked about it, there's a... Yeah, like, oh, God, do we really have to talk about that again? Yeah. And, and Tanya's back in the news because um, there's a new movie out, I, Tanya, uh, where Margot Robbie plays Tanya Harding. We watched it. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It, it glosses over a lot. <laughs> like, Nancy Kerrigan is not part of this movie. She's... An yeah. extra who literally is in it uh, in like footage just to reference the attack. This yeah. movie is about Tanya Harding. Yeah. Oh wow! And her life and her mother, and it's based on a lot of the footage that was shot. There was that. What was that documentary? Sharp Edges. Yeah, that her I friend watched. made when yeah. she when she was going to nationals early in her mm-hmm. life, and the abuse that her mother gave her. Her um, from all accounts, Tanya Harding was horribly treated by her mother, who was. Um, an alcoholic, verbally abusive, physically abusive to her, never let her have happiness, uh, never let her enjoy a single thing. She was never had any money. She trained in a mall her whole life, even up to the Olympics. She yeah, trained she, in the she local mall. She went back to a, the mall to train yeah. like, for the Olympics. I thought that was like afterwards. For those like, of you that don't prepare. know, there are malls out there that are huge that have ice skating rinks in them. Yeah, that was crazy that to me. Crazy. I had no idea. I was like, wow. And she, she would go and she would skate the mall. Uh, at the mall. Um, her mother... Just, I mean, mean, crazy mom. Um, you like, and I say that from uh, watching documentaries of the real mother. Yes, but you you like it into Goodfellas, a kind of a style yeah. of Goodfellas. It seems um, that way. Yeah, it feels. Like it has that. a kind of a uh, what's the is it kind of tongue in cheek? What's yeah? There's eh, there's kind of like this snappy kind of. Uh, where she'll turn to the camera and go, "This didn't she'll actually happen." She'll break fourth wall yeah, or something. Kind of a Deadpool. The mom does. A Deadpool. Or... No, Tanya. Oh, like Tanya in the does. movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's, there's like this. Yeah, that's where I saw. She it. breaks like, the fourth wall yeah. and kind of addresses the audience in a playful manner and kind of. And it's got that oh, kind of cool. kinetic direction of mm-hmm. of that. It feels like an old. I think school you'd flick. like it. If, it's a good it flick. <laughs> I watched too many documentaries and I was like, I can't. I can't watch yeah, anymore. Yeah, this one's more like a like a. I think I would like retelling. Hollywood retelling. I think you'd really like it. Um. But like you said, it, it glosses over some major details and <laughs> really just kind of leaves the more shiny, uh, newsworthy things yeah. um, as the highlights. But I, I do like it. Um, of course, uh, this is this is a tale of he said, she said, my side of the story, what this is the truth, this is not the truth. Oh, there, he was there abusive no... too. So Tanya got abuse well, from both sides because she got her mom and from, her and husband from Jeff, was yes. And he says that she beat him and that she, tra- you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a lot of that. She shot a f- shotgun at him. He tried to do this. He choked her. She beat him. She she says her mom threw a steak knife at her. Her mom says it never happened. She's a ba- she's a liar. It's it, I mean, there's, oh, there's so, so there's really no way to know 
who really did what. Other yeah, there's than there's not to know, a whole lot of honesty with that group. No. I and feel. still, in no fact, that Don, the, the Tanya Harding that was on the other the night, the recent documentary, I watched that one. She is still just a bitter, she's sassy, got heavy like denial. Issue. Going on. I mean, she's when you ask her things, it's not. She's forty, what six? Yeah, she's almost. She'll be fifty soon. So she's she's coming up on fifty, and you ask her questions like, you know, so was your mother? We we understand your mother was me. You think? <laughs> and yeah. you go, well, well no, yeah. Tanya. We need to. You you respond like an adult would, not go. Oh, you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she literally is responding yeah. to these. You can tell when she gets asked about her mother. She's fucking fourteen A again. Salty thirteen yep. year old. Yep. She's going. Yeah. Oh, you think she's mean? Let me tell you what she did to me. She's I'll still that you. girl from the it's documentary she room from when I was in home. Yeah. yeah. She beat me with a brush. And and same thing when she talked about Jeff. What do you think? about well jeff it's the same way you talk about that idiot you used to date your ex-husband whatever mm. it is yeah. oh that, that guy. guy and and that's where the controversy lies because there is no de- no denying that jeff galuli and sean eckhart came together it is questionable whose idea it was how much mm-hmm. whose side because right. again with that both guys sean says it's all jeff Jeff yep. says it's all Sean. Yep. Sean. Lots of blame pointing. First of all, Sean Eckhart is my favorite character we've ever seen. <laughs> this fucking human potato. He is, he's just, and he, he told people that he was like this man, this international man of espionage that people, like there's a fucking interview with him. There's a that. video of him. Like That's when you know inter- it's getting true, interviewed, right? and she's like, "Who do you work for?" He's like, "I work for many forces, um, <laughs> both globally." And she's like, "Sean, no, you fucking don't." And he's like, "I do. I have secret missions." It's like he fucking watched a movie. He's like, "I work for oh both Mission Impossible and <laughs> The Fast and the Furious." No, you fucking don't. Yeah, yeah. He he he's completely. They're just fools. They're all idiots. Which is sad the because like team. it would almost be adorable if someone didn't get hurt at the end if of this. Yeah, no if injury. this was like fucking yeah, some ocean eleven. Your dreams are huge. Yeah. yeah, like you go, you're cute. He tried to get her, and she was like, she kicks him with the skate yeah. and cuts him or something. He's like, ow! He's leading a trail <laughs> of blood. <laughs> Kerrigan's beating him with a fucking yeah. I mean, look, absolutely. And to be fair. Um, you know, you don't really know who is responsible or how much for any of this. You, what you do know is that this man took a baton and hit Nancy Kerrigan in the leg. At first, people thought it was it was she, he'd shattered her knee, he'd broken her leg. It turned out there was bruising, it was discomfort. She ended up being able to go on and skate in the Olympics, as did Tanya. Yes. Who, uh, you know, at the time... There was no reason to believe she was involved. There was no reason to believe Jeff Galuli was involved. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. This this kind of was was happening while the skating was yeah. moving towards the Olympics. And in between that time, she actually went on and won nationals. Yeah. I she mean, won the nationals. And and to be a hundred percent fair, Tanya Harding is an and still I can say is because in that thing Oh yeah, she, she skated in the most yep. recent but documentary. When she was young, she was Bad. Mm-hmm. She was an unbelievable uh, athlete, an unbelievable skater, an incredible, incredible specimen. Strong. She was before her time. Strong women. That's you know. You look at you look at figure skating, and it was all the delicate princesses. Yeah, they're like ballerinas, ballerinas on the ice. Ballerinas yep. on the ice. That's yeah, exactly pe- the Peggy Flemings and these these, yeah. these girls. 
And here comes this girl who's strong and brash and hitting these big moves, that mm-hmm. triple whatever whatever you triple call it. Triple axle. Yeah, I was going to say the triple yeah. Lindy, but that's the dive that Rodney Dangerfield does in Back to School. <laughs> um, God, that's a good movie, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, I mean, she was just ahead of her time. She was yeah. something that was like, like now you'd go, oh, this spunky little 16-year-old who's, you know, you yeah. go, she is badass. She would be... Because of the time, she just was, and she was brass. She would, mm-hmm. she would speak her mind. She, she wasn't the princess. She was, she was the badass. And and because of that, she was kind of on the outside. She didn't believe she got the right score. She didn't believe she got the same treatment. Um, so that led some to believe that maybe she was involved in this. That mm-hmm. maybe she felt that. Look, well, and she said she was going to whoop her ass. Like right. her whip her butt in an right. interview, and it's like no, she was don't say she that. was uncouth, but she was, <laughs> it was also after talented. She got hit. So does she think to herself, you know, look, I'm good enough, I don't need this, I'm not involved, or look, I'm great, but they aren't giving me a fair shake, Jeff. What can we do to so I can get my spot? Because they're not going to let me on by myself, Jeff. Yeah. And then Jeff goes, I got it, baby. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I, I got mean, these originally... mastermind friends that we're gonna. Get. Originally, it was just supposed to be a letter. That was their whole idea because there were there were like some a of the other figure, letter. Yeah, there were some of the other figure skaters who that had happened to, and they it kind of you know if even if mentally you're kind of thrown off of your game, you're mm-hmm. you're worried that someone's in the audience that could pose a threat on you. That's that's that might do it. So I think originally it was supposed to be a letter, much more innocent, um, still not admirable at all yeah but much more innocent nobody Um, was gonna get hurt and and if i'm not mistaken i don't know if this was real but i thought i remember it from the movie didn't she get a death threat and that turned out to and in the movie anyway and i don't know if it turned out to be sean sean like he was like her bodyguard yeah he said he did it you're jeff and but they keep you sharp you know i think they said it was sean so i don't know if that was in the if that was in if that was real life or not but that's you're right. It was supposed to or be, or just letter. Sean again taking credit for badass things that he thinks <laughs> right would look cool on a piece of paper for him to say. Um, ultimately, what ended up happening was both girls, Nancy, ended up being well enough to skate in the Olympics. Tanya made the team, and both went on to to the Olympics that year. They both skated. Tanya had all sorts of issues. If you remember the footage of her trying to get her laces tied, yeah, the lace, lace was broke, broke, and she couldn't. Get the shoe to fit, and she started, and then she starts crying, and she goes and literally puts her foot up on the judge's uh, table and shows him it's broken. It. <laughs> and 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 nobody. So and at that point, she was a villain. Yeah, they'd already judged her. Everybody she was, had she decided was OJ. She was, she was anybody. She oh, of course she did it. Of course she. I mean, the funny thing is, is like there's that footage of of Obama actually using the term "pull Tanya Harding." Oh yeah. Years later, and the funny thing is, she didn't. That's so mean. She yeah, didn't do she it. She didn't do it. It's, yeah. a, it's a fucking Shane Stant, is what it is. Yeah. Let's be fair. It's they not. They just a, don't remember his a, name. Nobody remembers their names. It was Tanya Harding, and yep. I. I grew up then. I was in high school, and I remember watching Saturday Night Live every week. Oh yeah, there and was Leno, always they, something. Every week <laughs> they were ripping her apart. There was something she would beat somebody. I mean, it was ridiculous, and. And she was villainized. So when she has these issues, she's not. Nobody cares. There's no no sympathy. She ends up placing fourth in the Olympics. And Nancy, who was this favorite to win, gets blindsided by this 16 year old Russian, Oksana Bayul, who came out and uh, stole the show and and scored the gold. 
And uh, Nancy found, found herself in her own controversy after that. For being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> being Total a, jerk. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, was caught on tape. Was it that Oksana needed to fix her makeup after she won? Yeah, there was a delay decided, for a delay. the metal presentation. And, and I don't know like, if that's oh, why what's, or not. What's the point? She's going to go cry it off anyways. <laughs> you know. So rude. So some people, <laughs> some people. Was an orphan. That's so freaking rude. <laughs> Let her have her freaking moment. She's an orphan. She was an orphan. She just won the gold. Let her cry. God. I never Justice let, for Oksana. I Nancy Kerrigan anyway. But still. Well, and that's the thing is after that, she be, I think so people rude. stopped viewing her as the prince, as the little princess who got clubbed. The little girl who was, you know, yeah, crying. Like, Wait, she's kind of as rude. the girl, who, and now she's seen as like this. Whoa, listen, you know, bossy britches. mean girl. God. And, and people, people, t- you know, thought of Nancy as like, well, she, she's the, it's the rich girl versus the poor girl. But it's not like Nancy was rich. She had a hardworking family, and yeah. you know, came from a, a a tough family. So I mean, it's like it, it was just the the media made it out to be this huge thing. These girls just wanted to skate. That's yep. literally yeah, all they wanted they to do just wanted was to just skate. go and skate. Oh my god! Uh, but sad. the world kind of didn't allow that to happen. So you know, you watch all this and you listen to Tanya, and you know the upbringing she had, you know the abuse she suffered, you know all of this. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily relevant to the controversy, the incident, the moment of her life, right? That everybody remembers her for. Um, so I guess the question is, despite everything that she went through, despite being a victim, we can't, we'll, we will not take that away from her. She was a victim of domestic abuse. She was a very strong woman and a hell of an athlete. But despite being all of those things, do you believe that she was involved in the plan? Now, there is the envelope, um, the garbage say, envelope. The oh, thing. yeah, from the, there, restaurant, the restaurant, the dumpster. Tell us and stuff. I think that's that's super important. I don't know that it really incriminates her. However, Tell us about there's the a lady garbage. who who is you know going to take her trash out behind her restaurant. I don't remember which. Do you remember which town it was or which? I don't, I don't remember the how town. How it was in relation to them. Anyhow, she went out to take her trash out, and she noticed that when she was doing that, that there were a couple garbage bags in her garbage that were not hers. That, you know, she didn't recognize and so her whole thing was, I know it's not legal to throw your garbage in someone else's garbage. So I started going through it. And when she did that, she came across some paperwork and like a, uh, I think from the Skating Association, there was like a check or something to Jeff Galuli. And then there was also um, a envelope or a scrap piece of paper that had, you know, uh, the Tony Kent Arena written down on it, uh, an address and a couple other things. Now, Tanya says that there was her handwriting on part of this piece of paper, but not that the incriminating The incriminating part. I wrote the things that weren't, in, yeah. I, I did the doodling. Yeah. I didn't write down the address to the Tony Kennerino or any of those numbers. Or <laughs> and I think like the that. check was actually made out to her. I did the doodling. I, I do, it just said Jeff Galuli on the paperwork. On the paperwork, So yeah. she saw Jeff Galuli's name on the paperwork and thought that was oh, extremely interesting yeah. because there was something everything made out that's in the news, him. right? Exactly. So she contacts the the yep. police. The police start yep. linking this to Tanya. Yep. So Tanya Bad. ends up Tanya ends up going to the Olympics, finishing fourth, comes home, and and she played this whole thing aloof. Like there's the interviews of her, like where they're asking her, you know, Tanya, you know, people are watching you because of this controversy, and she's like, Oh no, it's because no, I'm skating. That. Oh yeah, total. Because I'm a good skater. Oh, no, you, no, gosh. Tanya. Look, and and if she would have just come forward at one point and gone, yes, 
look, I understand this. Just let me skate. Yeah, she wouldn't even acknowledge it. She like got up from that one interview and left. With Connie Chung. Chung. That yeah. was crazy. Weird. You know, I see both sides now. If it's really hard to argue, you go, Tanya, your husband, and your, and your weird-ass bodyguard were part of this. It's, it's very far-fetched to say that you wouldn't know of this. But then you look at it and you go, but you're also a girl who you, we know her backstory. She has fought and clawed her way to the top. She deserves to be here. She's an amazing athlete. And now you have everyone telling this Olympic athlete, people are only watching you because of this controversy. Now, there would be maybe like this pride kicking and going, no, I'm a great skater and I I know Because you want to be recognized for your talent. Exactly. You are how, you know, at the time at the Olympics. Yeah, that's true. This is going on. She's still doing it. She is competing right now at the Olympics while this is going on. So... I I see both sides. Well, and when uh, she got back, she she didn't uh, she had some probation, some community service. I don't think she did any jail time. They did find that she was complicit for not reporting because mm-hmm. or or standing in the way of the investigation. They for got prohibiting her prohibiting the prosecution or inhibiting it, the prosecution. Yeah, they got her on something that tied her to the case. It wasn't for being complicitly involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uh, she did she did time, and they actually. Banned her from from uh, competing skating, in yeah. skating. Yeah, that's for, crueler than so mean. That is, oh, it totally it is. is because you're free, but you can't do your. You can't do thing. it. And You've been doing your entire life, and it was her source of income. It was all yep. she really knew. Her only trade that she had kind of really, you know, crafted. Um, as far as the the guilty thing though, with this new interview that we just watched with Tanya Harding, she did say something really interesting and and somewhat incriminating. She said. When she was asked by the reporter, you know, did you know about this, Tanya? Did you know about the attack? She says, well, no, I, I didn't know about that. But I did overhear them saying, you know, maybe we should take, some. take somebody out, yeah. you know. And so uh. she, I don't know why she offers this piece of information after all these years. I mean, especially if she wants to stick with the story. Yeah. It's very interesting to even make this, this um, revelation or this uh, confession, if you will. But she says that, and I... To me, that's like, well, if you did know something, you didn't stop it from happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of aiding. Yeah. You know? No. I think I, she knew. I, I think d- she was part of the planning. I hate to say that because I, I mean, know. I, as much as I want to She's such a great for, skater, mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing to go through. But I really, and that Jeff Galuli, I mean, he does not seem yeah. like a good character at all. That and, mustache tells and you from something, from knowing people in domestic violence, like, <laughs> Bad people, like, when you're with them, you kind of go along with their plans. Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah. you have to, especially if he's, like, abusing her. Like, And this well, had happened I after like, she left him. Yeah. I mean, they were separated for but quite some time. And still, she, on again, off again, yep, you know, even though when back. they're separated, there was still a really strong connection there. Well, so and, I think. and point being, she went back to him and she mm-hmm. says, because mm-hmm. I couldn't financially do this alone. I yep. knew I couldn't do this alone. I needed the support. Yep. He was my source of that. And I did it. And so, yeah. and then this happened. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Poor I think girl. She was in on it. Poor girl. And you know, I guess that's where her upbringing ties into this is when you go, when you're some, when you're around somebody and the, the only, you don't get any source of love. Yeah. Your mother yeah, is just constantly abrasive. You're used to that. You surround yourself with people who, the, the abuse is comfort because that's mm-hmm. all you know. Mm-hmm. So you surround yourself with more abusive people and you just, I don't know, I, 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 that leads to terrible decisions. That oh, leads totally. to surrounding yourself with all the wrong people and, and being choices. in the wrong places yep. and, and just, you know, so or you can't. only willing to accept that, not standing up for yourself right. and saying I deserve better I, exactly. and I will not allow these things point. in yeah. my life. You yeah. know? Also but, a buttload of denial. Yep. 
lack yeah. of self-reflection. And she hasn't, it doesn't seem like she's grown up. And let's no. be fair. And, and she's very bitter. And she, why shouldn't she be? She yeah. was the greatest skater in the entire world. And she says that, you know, I was the greatest skater in the world at one point. And that's yeah, fair. It's very true. And then it was taken very away true. from her because somebody else made a bad decision or, or she did. And she's just, she won't own up to it. I know. You can't, you can't, but either way. You know, she went on to be kind of a joke. She would show up on the Talking the Heads. World's dumbest driver. World's dumbest, dumbest criminals. <laughs> show. So she also did celebrity boxing, tried her hand at amateur mm-hmm. boxing. Um, I think they said that there was like a Jeff Galuli and Tanya Harding. Their honeymoon. Yeah. Sex tape leaks. <laughs> oh, sex tape. Now, let me oh, tell you something. I couldn't handle that. I was me, like, no, no, no. This tells you everything you need to know about this, though. If there was a sex tape out there that you didn't hear about, it must not be that great. Especially if it's a Tanya Hardy. Especially Harding if it came out at Jeff that Galooly. time. Right. Because remember, it was like sex tapes like for every celebrity yeah. at that that's, time. That's like one of those ones that I, I feel like I'd people watched and just went, oh, gross. <laughs> Turn like, the chat. Where's start, the remote? Like, eh, yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the oh. worst thing is is Sean comes in halfway through and clubs Jeff right in the knee. Oh my so he gosh! Can't finish. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, that's what's where a twist? It, it's it's so sad. It is sad. It's a sad and, and story. You know why? Because she probably there was probably a time in her life where she truly felt loved, and it was probably by her fans. Yeah, oh. and and that to me is so heartbreaking because once you know the skating goes away, I, I feel like all that she love still that has she was fans. Receiving. They just made a movie, but about you know what I mean. just fans for the different reason. Now. And, well, and also, that's the thing is that like, and it's not just her. It's Nancy. It's all of these people are now, no matter. What accomplishments they ever do in yep. their lives. No matter oh, yeah, it's how. always going to go back to that it's, one incident. But Tanya Harding. Yeah. Look, I fucking skated in the Olympics. <laughs> I have a fucking medal. Yeah. yeah. Ta- would you think you would have had the gold if Tanya hadn't? Oh, uh. fuck. And then you get in your head. I don't know. What the fuck would have happened? What would have happened if, if nothing, you know, if nothing had happened? If, if, then, if, mm. if that whole thing had just not happened, would Tanya have gone people on? People wouldn't sk- have watched it. That, as many people as And that did. is... That is just like the controversy with David Stern and the possible frozen yeah. envelope, yep. this did catapult women's it works. figure skating to yeah. a whole new level. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. So, so okay. So as we as we get to the end of this, I want your I want your opinions. Was Tanya Harding involved? Even on, and even just on the on the planning level, on any level, y'all know or my was opinion. she or was she a victim of Jeff Galuli's stupidity? I, I Involved, say both. Guilty. I say I'm down. I, you, she's a victim of his stupidity. Absolutely. He, yes. I, I say both. <laughs> e, even if this these these dickheads were hanging around her, and just all of a sudden, like she says, she overhears it. There was probably a, a good part of her, you know, brain that was just screaming, "Fuck! I wish I wouldn't have heard that." You know what I mean? Like, oh, you guys, because I'm not gonna, I can't come forward and and out you, but I just really want to skate. So there's a part of me that kind of thinks that she had to know something, even the smallest something. And in Melissa, <laughs> I think she knew about it. I think oh, she was involved. I love Tanya. I feel for her. I, I, do. I love her too. And, and that's the hard She's part too. She's a bad too. girl. I think. Well, bad and also girl. the hard part is if she did just hear them say something. Jeff Galuli is kind of a jerk. How many times did he say he was going to do something and probably didn't? You know, yeah, so you she don't, might you think, don't think he's yourself, not going to oh, do it. He's got a plan yeah, in, right. in motion. He's just talking. These right. two a fucking idiots are going to go do this for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they do. And you're sure. like, holy shit. Be back before dinner. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Look, I think I think that um, I think Tanya Harding uh, at that point in her life was probably young, 
was probably impressionable, was probably getting beaten and not used to having anybody who cared about her. Mm -hmm. And if a plan like that came along, even if she didn't realize the scope of it, I think that she probably did what she could. I think that those guys probably weren't smart enough to figure out the arenas and track that. I'm sure that she understood skating practicing. She understood where she'd be. She probably was the one that understood, you know, uh, the protocols for where an Olympic person was going to be. I mean, Galuli had been with her to do stuff, so maybe he knew it. But uh, come on. I think she had to know. I, I do. I think she had to have been involved in some way. And when it all came down, because otherwise you don't play aloof like that. You, yeah. you know what you do? You pull a, a what's her name? Uh, from, from uh, Oh, Amber Fry. An Amber Fry. And you go, hi, my name is Tanya Harding, and today I just filed for divorce from Jeff Galuli because he's a fucking idiot. I found out he did this shit, and I was like, not me. Nope, motherfucker, yeah. I'm here to skate. Throw him out of the bus and you, run away. You do not go, no, Connie, I don't understand that. Yeah. I'm here to skate, and no, no one is looking at me for any other reason. Bullshit, you know why. You've fucking seen every show. You watch Saturday Night Like You know why people are saying about you. Yeah, you so, hear your name constantly. So to me, I think, I think. look, I think she, she was in on it, and by the time it, it, she realized that she should have just gone, fine, fuck, fine. She was too much. You, yeah. You'd already said no too much. So I think she was involved. I'm I mean, gonna, we forget she was like, what, 1920? She was an oh, impressionable yeah, little kid. kid. So yeah. young. Kid. So, so, I mean, yeah, she's... <sighs> she's so let, it's, we're not make, talking about adults making smart decisions. No. We're talking about young kids, dumb kids, violent relationship, blinded by stupid love kids. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, who knew that, that there were, and, and let's be fair, there are literally hundreds probably of other incidences in sports that we could talk about. And, oh my and, God, so many. And so we'll definitely come back and do another one of these at some point. Yeah. But uh, we wanted to do something that was a little lighter than what we've been doing. Um, don't worry. Next. Hey, nobody died. Yeah. Nobody. Well, Michael Jordan's dad. <laughs> oh, that was sad. That was sad. Darn it. Man, we can't, we can't Damn. do one where, where everyone makes it out okay. <laughs> Not one. Damn it. All right. Well, but I thought this was fun. And like I, like we were saying, you know, we wanted to kind of get away from all the heavy stuff. Um, but don't worry. Next, uh. Next time we'll we'll get we'll right back. World. We'll get right back. To, <laughs> I get right back to heavy stuff. Right back to <laughs> Seattle depression. Yeah, and it'll be rain. fun. Yeah, it'll be going to be a good time. So, um, yeah. So you know, stick around. Make sure you tune in next time to see what we're going to come up with. Um, like I say every time, please take time to head over to iTunes and rate and review the show. It helps us, uh, you know, move on up the ranks. It helps people, you know, us get referred more and and whatnot and and we're not one of those podcasts that that charges you we don't have a patreon page where we're like hey pay a dollar a month or do anything yeah you get us for free we just we just want to do this and we do this for you guys and so do us a favor and just go rate the show it's great the show that'd be fine uh you have anything to say in uh in closing bummer dude Bummer, dude that's that sums up today melissa uh, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Hashtag free Tanya. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully your team is still in in the contention for the playoffs. If you don't watch football, then go you know, sports. Go, yeah, go team. Go sports. Yeah. Uh, for those people over uh, across seas, I hope that your 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 football teams uh, are, are, are the being, real football. Yeah, what? Being, oh. being proper, staying in line, <laughs> behaving themselves. But uh, the thank- Becks and Posh. Well, they're over here now. Hi, they're in California. Vaccine potion, man. Oh, my God. Vaccine potion. Oh, no. Bloody hell. 
bloody hell. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. Bex and Bosch. All right. That's great. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We missed you. Yeah, we really did. We're going to be back soon. So uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on social media. Pay attention there. We'll uh, we'll let you know any new updates. And uh, on behalf of everybody here at the Secretive Area 52 Recording Facilities, on behalf of Danny, on behalf of Melissa, on behalf of Sasha, thanks for listening. Play fair. And hey, we'll see you next time.